turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along and really glad to welcome our next guest to the show. When I last saw this gentleman, it was at a political rally uh, near where I live uh, in the fall. And I tried to impress upon him then that he needed to run for office again. I think I was uh, not popular with his lovely wife at the time, but uh, his lovely wife, Bridget, at the time, who was not uh, maybe uh, fully on board with it or at least wanted to act like she wasn't. But I'm thrilled that. Bernie Moreno is back running for U.S. Senate. And uh, Bernie, congratulations on the decision. And congratulations, I hear you're uh, going to be a grandfather. Yes, well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm a grandfather already. I have a two-year-old little grandbaby that my oldest daughter has, but she's pregnant with a little boy. And then my daughter Emily is also pregnant uh, with a little girl. So we're going to have three grandkids by the end of the year, so we're very excited. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to have you in this race. Uh, so far, it includes uh, Matt Dolan, who did pretty well in the primary. I think you would have done well in the primary, but you were a team player. You dropped out because you didn't want too many uh, Trump candidates in the primary, and that was a decision that I think contributed to J.D. Vance getting into the U.S. Senate, and you would form a powerful team with J.D. Vance, and that's not just me saying it. J.D. thinks so, too, because he has now endorsed you in your run for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Sherrod Brown. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're both outsiders. We're both people with practical business experience. Uh, we're doing this for public service. Uh, this isn't the natural thing for either one of us to do. But at the end of the day, D.C.'s broken. We have a great state, uh, Bruce. We have a great country. We just have terrible, terrible leaders. And we just need to send different kinds of people to D.C. to shake things up completely. Uh, fight back against this insane agenda that's going on down there. And uh, with J.D. by my side, we're going to make make this happen. Bernie Moreno is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Bernie Moreno, and you can donate to his campaign or find out more about his position on the issues at BernieMoreno.com. So what did you learn the first time? You were in a crowded primary, Jane Timken, um, Matt Dolan was in it, Josh Mandel, J.D. Vance, there were other candidates. What did you learn the first time that will help you this time? Well, we have a completely different team, which I think is critical. Uh, you know, we uh, last time launched the campaign. Nobody knew me statewide. I was really only uh, known a little bit in Northeast Ohio. Uh, so we have a, a great team uh, that's uh, that's going to take us across the finish line. We also have uh, statewide relationships that we've built. We got to know a lot of people, so that's huge. Uh, and also, uh, you know, we we've been able to really uh, dive into the issues in a lot deeper way. So, uh, you know, we, we we learned a lot, and that's what happens. You know, when you're somebody who's never done this in their entire life and only spent their entire life in, in business creating companies, uh, and you do this for the first time, uh, it's not uh, it's not unusual not to win the first time, but we're certainly going to win it this time. What convinced you to get back into politics? I, at one point in time, thought this might be a one-and-done for you. I know you were very happy that J.D. got elected. Uh, what helped you make the decision that, uh, you know, I should do this? 
Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned about Bridget. You're exactly right, by the way, Bruce. I remember you mentioned that to me that I should jump back in. <laughs> and honestly, I, did, I, I, I wasn't uh, uh, really fully prepared to do that because, you know, it is such a, a, a dis, dis, disruptive, disruptive force in your life. Uh, but the country's gotten much worse, I mean, exponentially worse than we were even a year ago. And I didn't think Bridget would give me the green light, and I would never do this without my wife's full 100% unequivocal support. Uh, but you know what changed her mind is, uh, and you may not know this, Bruce, but uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer in December. Mm. Mm. She had a double mastectomy in February. Uh, no chemo, no radiation is doing great. And I thought for certain when she got that diagnosis that there's just no way. Uh, but she came out of the process dramatically more uh, convinced that we needed to do this. Uh, she's a strong, fierce fighter, and uh, she looked at me and said, hey, listen, we got to do this for our kids and our grandkids. We can't let this country go to heck. I'm going to tell you a quick story. When we, uh, she got the diagnosis, you know, of course, the doctor tells her this long name of this ca- you know, cancer. So she's talking to the nurse and, and Googling it, and the first thing that comes up was a link for a local hospital where she was going to get surgery, and uh, it said this is a a uh, common form of malignant cancer that's found among people who are assigned female gen- uh, gender uh. at birth. Uh. So on the worst day of her life, she couldn't even get the hospital to call her a woman. Yeah. And that really just made an impact on her. And uh, we are both fully committed to get this country back. And, uh, you know, we've got to get it out of the hands of these just insane people on the left. Totally agree with you. Bernie Moreno is our guest. Bernie's running for Senate 2024. Republican primary will be first, and hopefully he'll be running against Sherrod Brown in the fall. And uh, Bernie, I've I've been doing this a long time, not just radio, but I mean media. My very first job was in my college years at the Bell Fountain Examiner. And one day at the Bell Bell Fountain Examiner, I'm uh, I'm the city editor, and in walks this young kid, 21 years old, running for the Ohio House. His name was Sherrod Brown. He's been in government ever since. Um, I mean, this is the issue we have. We have a government that is failing us because we have people who have made government their profession. Yeah, it was never intended to be that way. It was never, our founders would never have imagined that that's what we'd have. We were never intended to have a political class. We were intended to have people who did something in their lives would go to Washington, D.C. to serve their country, and then most importantly, come home and live under the very laws that they passed. Mm-hmm. That was the cycle. But you got guys like Sheriff Brown, and you just said it. I mean, he, he basically has been there his entire adult life, has re, uh, relied on a government paycheck. He's never seen adversity, never seen a situation where he had accountability in his job. Uh, you know, the, this is what's wrong with our system is that we have people like him, like Joe Biden, like Chuck Schumer, like Nancy Pelosi. You know, this is what we got to get rid of and purge ourselves from Washington, D.C. Bernie Moreno, our guest. You can follow Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Moreno. His website is BernieMoreno.com. And besides the endorsement of J.D. Vance, uh, you have some other powerful endorsements. You're endorsed by Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. I see you're going to be speaking at the Turning Point Action Conference in West Palm Beach, Florida, in mid-July. You're going to be up there with J.D. Vance, with Josh Hawley, with Dan Bongino, of course, with Charlie Kirk. Um, Turning Point USA, Bernie, I went to their event at Ohio State, and uh, that's a young audience. That's who they're marketing to. And these initiatives that you have referenced here with this nonsense about men can be women and the transgender movement and 
you know, I know you're a proponent of school choice. Uh, the perception out there is that the college campuses are the exclusive purview of the Democratic Party. They marshal the college vote to get their pro-abortion policies through. But TPUSA speaks to those kids. How do you get young people in the state of Ohio to come over to Bernie Moreno's side of the aisle and support you over Sherrod Brown? What's your message to them? Well, we have to reach out to them. We have to talk to them about innovation, around technology, around entrepreneurship. You know, young people are not motivated, like maybe our generation was, Bruce, about working for big corporations and living there, living in that corporate environment for their whole lives. So we have to talk to them about that. We're the party of growth and opportunity. We're the party that wants to create an, an environment in which you can start a business and succeed. Uh, you know, the left doesn't want that. The left wants a uh, these giant corporations to be where everybody goes, either giant corporations or giant government. Uh, they want to tell people what to do and how to live their lives. And quite frankly, as you know, from firsthand experience, having kids that age, um, millennials and Gen Zers don't like to be, don't like to have their parents tell them what to do, let alone the government. So we'll expose that. We'll say we're the party of freedom, liberty, entrepreneurship, innovation, technology. They're the party of forcing you uh, what, to, what to do, what to buy, what to wear, and where to work and how to how live your life. And when we make that contrast, I think we'll win. You know, Bernie, right now uh, your field for the Republican nomination for Senate includes Matt Dolan. He did, uh, I think, third in the primary the last time. I thought he was running to get his name out there. He was willing to sink the money into it to gain name recognition for this race upcoming. There's a very, uh, very stark contrast between what you believe in in terms of the best policies that this country should adopt and the policies that Matt Dolan has endorsed. Uh, so the field may get more crowded. It may have Frank LaRose. It may have Warren Davidson in it. Right now it has Matt Dolan. He's going to try to hit you, I'm sure, on your uh, past allegiances to President Trump. He did not uh, make any attempt to align himself with President Trump in the primary. Uh, what do you expect from Matt Dolan, and what would you say to voters who the first time became somewhat intrigued with him, and to those voters, why should they pick Bernie Moreno in the primary? Well, certainly. Well, Matt's a nice man, uh, but let's, let's, uh, like you said, his policies, what he believes in in his heart, are what most Republican primary voters believe. He's a Democrat light, left the center Republican. Yep. I think what, what uh, conservatives in Ohio want is they want somebody who's an actual true conservative and is that willing to fight for those things. You know, in terms of President Trump, I'm a big supporter. I've endorsed him. Uh, Matt is in a situation where he's even said publicly, Bruce, that he may not support him even if he's our nominee. Mm. To me, that's insane. That's crazy, disqualifying. Again, nice man, but uh, he represents uh, the eastern part of Cuyahoga County very well, which is, again, a very liberal, left-of-center area. That's why he succeeded representing that area. That's not where Ohio primary voters are. It's not where Republicans are in the state of Ohio. It's not where the, you know, replacing Sherrod Brown with somebody who's a Democrat light is not what we want. Agree, totally. Bernie, great to have you on. Uh, all my best to you and Bridget. Congratulations uh, on uh, Emily and Max's impending birth. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. Great to have Bernie Moreno on the show. Uh, so far, uh, it's a no contest for me in the Republican primary. Because Matt Dolan, as Bernie Moreno said, is not an authentic conservative. Matt Dolan is the co-sponsor, or was the co-sponsor, of the Equality Act in the state of Ohio. The Equality Act is something that 
the woke left has been trying to get done in the state of Ohio for a long, long time. It never gets a reading on the General Assembly floor, never gets a reading in the House, because it would be a law passed in, oh, I don't know, California, New York, New Jersey, places like that. Places where they see no problem with women being invaded by men in their sports, in their private spaces, in their showers, in their locker rooms, in their restrooms. But Matt Dolan's contention in explaining why he became a, not just a supporter, a co-sponsor, a co-sponsor of the Equality Act in Ohio is because, well, if we don't pass this, then no business will relocate to Ohio. Now, if you've been keeping track of the businesses that have been relocating to Ohio, those businesses include Intel, Google, Amazon. Are those companies aligned politically with uh, Hobby Lobby? I don't think so. Why are those businesses coming here? Well, because we have land and because we have workers and because we have business-friendly policies. Gee, is that a coincidence? We have a Republican supermajority and we have business-friendly policies. In New York, they were going to get a big Amazon hub that would provide 20,000 jobs in New York. It eventually ended up going to the state of Texas. Why did it not go to New York? Because it was opposed by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Because Amazon was not woke enough for her. So when Matt Dolan tells you he's an authentic conservative, he's a Republican, he's for business, his argument about the Equality Act doesn't hold water. If woke businesses are putting facilities and expanding into central Ohio and the the surrounding areas, obviously we don't have the Equality Act yet. Hopefully we never get it. And that has not been a deterrent to those companies coming here. So Matt Dolan is not telling you the truth. He's not telling you the truth about his true political leanings, and he's certainly not telling you the truth about the necessity for him co-sponsoring the Equality Act, otherwise the business environment in Ohio would fall through the floor. So Bernie Moreno is a refreshing face because he is what I think we need, which is a return to the, as he stated, the ideals of what government was intended to be. You know, George Washington could have been president a third term. He declined it. He could have been king. He declined that. We need citizen servants. Elected officials are supposed to be public servants. But they are not, in so many cases, public servants. They are there because they want the public to serve them with unending terms in office, and all the perks that go along with it. As I've asked many times, how is Joe Biden, a multimillionaire, if he's rarely made over $200,000 a year? How is that possible? How is Barack Obama a multimillionaire? Because the business of big government pays very well, either from lobbyists or under the table or after you get done serving or even while you're serving. Bernie Moreno, successful businessman, He's built a wonderful life for him and his beautiful family through his own ingenuity, hard work, and risk. He bought a Mercedes dealership in North Olmstead that was at the bottom. He brought it to the top quickly. He's an innovator. 
He's exactly the kind of mind we need in Washington, D.C. Now, what we don't need are people who purport to be one thing and are, in fact, another. And that, sadly, brings me to a story from the Daily Signal about Fox News. Now, Fox News has taken it in the shorts on ratings since bouncing Tucker Carlson on April the 24th. Fox News audience is mad, and Fox News audience has not come back. And I'm beginning to wonder if they should come back. Because according to Mary Margaret Olihan of the Daily Signal, Fox News employees are allowed to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex. And they are permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender. They must be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace. Yuck. I'll have more on this as the show unfolds, but I want to share with you a text from a friend over the weekend that had a copy of a writing assignment assigned to students at Thomas Worthington High School. Here's the assignment. Gender vignette writing. Huh? Yeah. Gender vignette writing. Here's the assignment. Write a reflection or a story inspired by a time when you encountered and confronted gender expectations in society. In this vignette, you are going to explore a time when you were treated differently based on gender, had an advantage because of your gender, or were proud of your gender. If you're unsure or if you get stuck, consider the following questions to guide you in your writing. How am I expected to act because of my gender? How do I feel about those expectations? What do I consider male roles in society? What do I consider female roles in society? What aspects of my gender do I take pride in? Hmm. Pride's working its way in there awfully much in advance of Pride Month, is it not? How do I feel? Notice a trend? About how my gender is treated overall in society. Oh, doors open. Make your accusations of being oppressed in this assignment. And I bet you do very, very well. Finally, do I feel like my gender is a main part of how I am seen by others in society? Your response needs to be at least three paragraphs in length, double space, 12 point. It does not need to include an introduction or conclusion. Focus on the narrative aspect of your writing and use descriptive language. Be conscious of your grammar, specifically your spelling, And don't dare say that men are born men, and that settles it once and for all, and women are born women, and that settles it once and for all, and there is no fluidity, and there is no gender. There is sex, male and female. I don't think you'll pass, Mr. Hooley. Yeah. Maybe not your assignment, but I bet I passed the truth test. This is at Worthington, okay? It's at Fox News. It's everywhere. And it will continue to expand unless we elect good people like Bernie Moreno to stand against it.